104 The Athletic Podcast Network. This is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Bonte Hill, who covers the Golden State Warriors pre- and post-game shows for NBC Sports Bay Area, about the tall task the Warriors face of getting to the playoffs and then getting out of the first round. They faced injuries all season long. Steph Curry looking to make a return before the end of the regular season, but with just six games to play, there's a lot of work to be done for a Warriors team that has not played together healthy all season long. All that and more we can talk about with Bonte Hill, who joins me next. Today is Wednesday, March 30th. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the podcast, Bonte Hill. You hear him on 95.7 The Game on the morning row, 6 to 9, Monday to Friday. And you also see him before and after every Warriors game. Bonte, I was going to ask how you're doing, but I'd imagine it's better than the Warriors. <laughs> What's going on, dude? <laughs> yeah, it's not good, right, man? I'm. It's a rough time in the moment, but we'll see what happens uh, in these last six games with the Ghost State Warriors. Hopefully they can get healthy, man. You still haven't seen them healthy, Colts. It's been like 75 games. We haven't seen this team healthy. It's unreal. <laughs> Yeah, man, and uh, and you see this happen with other teams, too. I mean, the Suns get Chris Paul back, but uh, they, they were able to weather the storm without him. The Memphis Grizzlies haven't had John Morant. They've been really good without him, and now the, the Clippers are even getting Paul George back, and they're looking to make a little bit of a playoff run. So, so what's your assessment of the team as it stands right now? Because this is all we've talked about, 75 games. You're right. It's can they get healthy? Will they get healthy? When they get healthy, will we expect to see the Warriors that we saw in the past and, and maybe even the Warriors we saw at the beginning of this year? What's your overarching evaluation of the Warriors as it stands? right now when you take a wide lens and look at it you know the season through its totality 18 and 2 start you get off to a fast start great gives you some cushion here at the back end and when you think about 50 wins did you think that before the season did you think go to say warriors and 50 wins a lot of people thought they win 40 45 so overall it's been great in terms of the win-loss column and you're going to get a top four top five seed in a western conference and it'll be a favorable matchup if you play Utah in that first round. We can get to that in a second. But overall, it's been okay. But it's been a little frustrating from the health standpoint because we just haven't seen it yet. Every game is a different lineup or a different rotation. Now, somebody's out. Somebody's in. You're playing some of the lesser guys you would normally not play who are not going to play in the playoffs, Cope. So it's been satisfying. But at the same time, it's been a little frustrating, especially with the injury bug because you can't control it. You just can't do anything about it. We try to compartmentalize this stuff or try to make comps to teams in the past. And this Warriors team, it's tough to do that with because of the Hall of Famers that are on the team, because of the 18-3 and three start. And even some of the metrics, when you look at like where they are uh, defensively across the NBA, they're a much different team now than they were when the season started. And they were the best team in the NBA and the best defensive team in the NBA. The best comp I have is, is going to our beloved San Francisco Giants. The 2016 Giants are the only comp I have. Best team in baseball in the first half. Then they go into the second half. It was an absolute free fall they get into the playoffs and they, they kind of had to shoot their load just to get into the second round or into the division series did not work out for them obviously they go down to the Cubs is, is that a fair comp you think dude that's I, I think that's a great comp and I, I'm a little jealous I didn't come up with that because I remember working <laughs> those games I remember working those games and it was like remember the Yankee series they barely won a game they won on like the wild pitch when Pagan didn't run off a third remember that game the Yankee Stadium on a Saturday afternoon they came out of the blocks where they get swept in San Diego, they get swept at Fenway in that two-gamer, they lose two or three to the Yankees. It was like, oh, my gosh. And then everything just went downhill. Mike Lee getting hurt. And we know about the series at Wrigley Field and Labor Day weekend. Remember that series, folks? Was that Labor Day weekend, I believe, where they went to Wrigley Field? You labored it right into the season, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's a fair cop. And 2016, you say, wow, they were a, a decision away from 
maybe extending that Cubs series and going to a game five and rolling with Johnny Cueto in game five of Wrigley Field. We don't know how that season would have ended up. This Warriors team has the potential to get hot because we've seen these guys win championships. And it's short series where Steph and Clay, I still think they have it in them to go to go nuclear on another team and get hot, get crazy hot, like Clay did in game, uh, game six in 2016 against OKC. So and I think Chase Center is underrated in this scope in the sense that home court advantage is going to be huge. Like, this is like the first playoff run at Chase Center. So I think it's going to be a tough place to play for opponents coming in at Chase Center. Rikers back that up this season. So it's a fair comp, though. That's, that's a money comp, man. That's a real good one. <laughs> it's, it's a good one because it's sort of the same thing goes into this Warriors team that we saw with that Giants team. They had done it before, so you believed, well, if they can just get to that postseason tournament, they can do damage. They can go on a run because they've been there before. What sort of tugs at me in different ways with this Warrior team, though, is that, yes, you're, you're back with Clay and Dre and uh, Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala hits the court uh, in that game against Memphis. Uh, but the other part of this is we've seen this team do it before. We haven't seen them do it at this age, and they'd be doing it with a rotation that includes two 19-year-olds and a bunch of other guys who have never made a playoff run like this. That's a little bit concerning to me just because the makeup of the past Warriors championship teams were a lot of veteran guys. It was a lot of guys like, uh, boy, S-Dot was there, and you had Barbosa there, and you'd had the sort of foundation of what it was going to take to win a playoff series. I'm not convinced the depth of this team has that. Yeah, it's a fair point, but I'd say Otto Porter Jr., he's a big X factor here, right? We've seen three double-doubles from him over the last week with Otto Porter Jr. And he's, he's had big moments for the Warriors, although he went through a slump, but it looks like he's starting to find his groove going into the playoffs. Draymond is the X factor here, you know, and that formula they used against the Washington Wizards on Steph's birthday when Draymond came back. Draymond came off the bench in that game, and you could tell he's not right. It's not fair to Draymond to, to say we know why he's struggling. The back is, I mean, it, it's crippled the best of them. You know, Larry Burr has been thrown out there. I remember Grandma Ma, Larry Johnson. That's what, you know, Larry Johnson went from making posters every single night and dunking on people and turning into Grandma Ma and just, and just embarrassing people to becoming a stationary three-point shooter, all because of his back. So I understand the injury here, the injury to his back. It's stuff to come back from. Um, nerve damage. I can't imagine trying to run up and down and bang with some of the best players in the world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is what we're talking about. So it does concern me, but the number one thing to me is always going to come back to health. Like if this team is healthy and Steph and Clay, they're doing their thing. And, you know, you're getting your 15, 18 from Wiggins, which is also a concern if you look at everything here. Where's Andrew Wiggins at? You know, he's not even going to the free throw line. He doesn't want to go to the free throw line because he's struggling so much from the charity strike. And now he's he's settling for the three and coming up short there. It's a concern there. So helping Wiggins and, and the help to Draymond is really, that's the biggest issues to me. If they can stay healthy, I don't care if they go eight, nine, ten deep. It can be anybody in the Western Conference. In terms of the, the health situation, it's something they've dealt with all season long. We were just talking about it, and they didn't do anything at the trade deadline or at the deadline to get any more help. There was a lot of talk about size. Some people were saying maybe go get Goran Dragic, and, and who knows if he wanted to come here. He ends up in Brooklyn. Is that what they need, Copes? Another guard? 
<laughs> I, I, I don't think so. I, I don't. Th- I don't think that's what they needed. But but I guess my question is: Bob Myers was banking on health, and Steve Kerr was banking on health. They were all gambling that when this unit gets healthy, things are going to be okay. That gamble so far has not paid out. Now they they could get to the playoffs and make a run, but to gamble on you playing your best basketball when you get to the postseason is generally not the smart gamble or the smart play to make. Do you think? Bob Myers will deserve some blame if the Warriors do get to the playoffs and get bounced in the first round or, or fall short of getting to a Western Conference final? Yeah, I think some heat will come his way, no doubt. Within the fan base, no doubt about it. Within the organization, it's tough to say because he hasn't seen the team that he's constructed healthy at all all season long. And that's not making an excuse for Bob Myers. It's just the reality of the situation. Everybody's been hurt. Big three's been together for, what, five quarters, six quarters? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Iguodala's played in 27 games. And not saying that they were banking on Iguodala to play 82, but it would have been nice to have him for 40 to 50 games, you know, knowing, you know, how old he is and how how old he is and all the injuries that he's suffered over the years. So it's not fair in the sense that he hasn't been able to see his team as whole, but he's going to get some heat here, Copes, because of the gamble on James Weissman. We all thought he was coming back. In December, he had to set back with the cleanup, with the arthro surgery, and then, you know, coming to practice and not being cleared for practice, having swelling in the knee. And it was all these little setbacks with James Wiseman. So, yeah, it's it's tough when you think about the gamble on James Wiseman and the fact that no matter what you say, LaMelo Ball is falling in Charlotte. And that's a player they could have had, which, again, when it comes to that draft, Copes, I don't know if LaMelo Ball that we see in Charlotte is a LaMelo Ball out here in the Bay Area. Steph's going to have the ball in his hands. Draymond, JP, Jordan Poole. I mean, his development here, would it would have been stunned by LaMelo Ball being there and having this presence felt. So it's fair to get some heat, but at the same time, Bob, it's true that he hasn't had his team here as whole, and they haven't been healthy all year. Who's the team that if the Warriors meet them in the, I don't know, let's say it's Utah in the first round, and then if they get out of that first round matchup, I guess they would end up playing. It just sort of depends how Dallas and Denver, and and I guess Memphis is going to lock up that two spot, how that all shuffles out. You want to avoid having to play Phoenix in the second round is really what you're concerned about. Uh, But who's the team in the first round that you think gives the Warriors problems? Is it seeing Jokic with Denver? Is it seeing Utah? Who do you think poses the biggest threat? To me, it's Dallas because of Luka and Dinwiddie, and triple drive penetration has killed the Warriors. Uh, especially over the last two months. They can't stop anybody. In Dallas, they have a roster that can really match up with the Warriors' small ball. You know, Finney Smith out there on the wings and then Woody penetrating. And Jalen Brunson is a very good guard out of Villanova. You know, won the national championship there at Nova. And he's a good player, man, who's also going for that bag as a free agent. So you get everything you got out of him. Dwight Powell is a nice small ball five in today's NBA. They match up well against the Warriors, man. They they make me nervous because they have the superstar who can go crazy and get 50. Luka, no matter what, he'll have those games where, sure, he'll go 10 for 27 or, you know, 3 for 11 from the three-point line. But he also has the potential to light you up for a 40-point triple-double. So this is what you're dealing with here. And then Dinwiddie is looking at up his value here. And he's a nice six-man for Jason Kidd and the Dallas Mavericks. So – He's a three-level scorer who could finish. So Dallas really scares me, Coach. They really scare me in a first-round matchup. That's why I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for the Warriors to, to drop down to the four spot. They can get into that four or five and have home court against the Utah Jazz. I like the Warriors' chances to beat Utah and, of course, get the Phoenix in. Look, if you want to get through the West, you're going to have to get through Phoenix. So a second-round matchup, it would be a dandy, man. It would be a hell of a second-round matchup. It would be tough. So uh, you're going to have to see Phoenix anyway. So it is what it is there. 
And then hopefully with the way the Memphis Grizzlies are talking and dancing and showboating, I don't know if you saw Coach John Morant rocking two watches. You know, he was, watching, he was rocking a watch on each wrist, dude. <laughs> like these, these boys are clowning. <laughs> oh man yeah watches on each rich it's like going to the uh, to the postal office and you see what time it is in london you see what time it is in japan you see what time it is in russia you look around and you see he's got he's got a watch for every uh, every time zone well the joke is john moran is like you know had a legendary time in magic city in atlanta uh he's becoming one of the uh, a hall of famer you know I, I guess the wings are that good down there in magic city <laughs> in the atl but you know they're clowning jared jackson jr tweeting about strength and numbers and you see Melton change his avatar. So the playoffs are shaping up to be good. And I like the rivalry aspect here with Phoenix and Memphis. So stay away from Dallas. I think if I had to pick a team to stay away from Coles, it's Dallas. Team I love in the first round, Utah. You need a Utah Jazz. I'll take my chances with Phoenix in the, uh, in the second round. It's funny, man. Every time I hear uh, Magic City, I always think of that Cat Williams line. There's nothing like Atlanta. All your dreams could come true at Magic City, or you could get killed at a stoplight. You never know when you go to Atlanta. (laughs) I I don't quote Cat Williams often, but uh, that's what it makes me think of. (laughs) No, I I mean, I've never been to the ATL, man. I don't know. I I don't know anything about it, man. Maybe one day, but uh, yeah, that that doesn't sound like a place I want to go to. (laughs) (laughs) The Hollywood of the South, man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hollywood of the South. Bonte, always fun catching up, man. And uh, uh, feel free to take that 2016 Giants comp, man. You take that and run with it, dude. We'll catch up later. Hey, man, for sure, man. Hey, I'm proud of you, man. Congratulations on everything, man. You're doing big things, man. Bright future ahead of you, man. So proud of you. It's good to see you thrive out there. So, man, anytime for you, good to catch up with you, man. And uh, we'll see what the Giants do this year, man. It looks like they're going to platoon everywhere, right? We're going to be platooning third base, second base, shortstop. Jeez. I got to remember all these names on the roster. Come on, man. What's going on? My guess is their, their star player from this year is probably buried in double A on the, uh, the Texas Rangers or something right now. And he'll get here sometime in July and, and change the course of the season. That's how Farhan does it. I guess, man. Farhan, we trust, man. That's what we got. That's what we got. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, man. We'll catch you later, Bonte. All right, bro. Good to hear from you, Copes. Uh, great stuff from Bonte Hill. You can see him before and after every Warriors game on NBC Sports Bay Area, and you can listen to him on 95.7, the game 6-9, to nine, Monday through Friday. Thanks to Bonte. Thank you to Brian Smith, my producer, and thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. If you're not enjoying the podcast, tell somebody else you know to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. We keep bringing you the best stories in Bay Area sports. However, like Bonte mentioned at the end of the interview there, the Giants are facing some injury problems. Evan Longoria looking to miss opening day, as is Lamont Wade Jr. Still questions about Brandon Belt and Tommy LaStella, so we'll get a little Giants talk for you on Friday as we head into the final weekend of spring training. Until Friday, enjoy the week. We'll talk to you then.